Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria. Josh Brown here. Today's episode is brought to you by Franchise 5. Why Franchise 5? I'm glad you asked. Growing your franchise in a slow, deliberate, and thoughtful manner is a smart way to grow. Franchise 5 helps you do this by expanding five locations at a time with a zen-like focus on the geographic locations that make sense for your growth. To learn more about this, go to FranchiseEuphoria.com forward slash Franchise 5. That's the number five. So FranchiseEuphoria.com forward slash Franchise 5. Now to today's episode. Thrilled to have Shane Dunn from Pedal Pub on the program today. Shane became a partner and focuses on franchise development for Pedal Pub in 2017 and has served in that capacity ever since then. Shane has founded and operated multiple tech terms and founded his first startup in 2004 and was successfully able to secure multiple rounds of funding and then eventually work out to an exit of that uh, business. His second venture began in 2010 as he founded and operated a digital marketing company that serviced clients across numerous industries. You'll find from this interview that Shane has uh, a wealth of experience in helping to facilitate brands and businesses to grow um, and to grow their footprint across the country. And you'll learn about Pedal Pub's interesting start and how they've kind of maneuvered from a licensing system into a franchise system. So without further ado, here's Shane. Hi, Shane. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. Yourself? Doing fantastic. I'm happy that we're finally going to be able to get this call recorded the right way. So thank you for your patience and, and for the audience who's listening. It's been interesting trying to maneuver through some of the uh, technical challenges that are bound to happen when you're in the podcast business. And uh, But we are working through it, right, Shane? That's that, that's correct. That's I, I was telling you before, I think the uh, roadblocks we have will just make for more better quality content. I feel like I know you so well already. <laughs> so you're here to talk about Pedal Pub. Why don't we start by you just giving us a little bit of a background um, on the franchise, on the business, and how you got involved with it. Yeah, perfect. Uh, great great place to start. Um, if for sure, when we hear Pedal Pub, and this is, you know, anytime you mention this, people's eyes always light up and it seems familiar. And it's like, oh, I, th- I think I know what that is. And the second that you start describing the actual bike itself, you know, the 16-passenger bike that's got, like, you know, essentially bars on both sides and someone's driving it, that's when everyone goes, oh, my gosh, I've seen that thing in Nashville, Detroit, Indianapolis, Minneapolis, Austin. I've seen, And then they, then they really remember it and they get this big smile on their face or, oh, I've actually done one of those before. Um, and so that's really the concept and it, you know, it fits so well in this, you know, what we'll call experiential tourism space. Um, and, the, you know, the concept of, of Pedal Pub is, is, you know, it's just fascinating. I got involved a little over, a little over a year and a half ago. Um, the, a private equity firm uh, here in our hometown, Minneapolis, where we're headquartered, a private equity firm I've worked with for the last 10 years in various projects, uh, the managing partner reached out to me and said, hey, Shane, you have to come see this concept that we're going to get involved in and would love more than anything for you to come help us, you know, basically grow this concept. And I spent a good six months just looking into uh, Pedal Pub and the operation and the growth it was having. Uh, and there was no question I had to get involved and I'll tell you, to date, I think I am pretty confident to say this is by far the biggest opportunity that I've ever ever been involved in. So you guys essentially rent out some sort of vehicle that people hop onto, 
they bring their own beer or they stop along the way and stop along the route and sort of pick up their own beer and snacks and so forth. And you just kind of take them on a tour of, of whichever town or city they're in. You got it. And if, yeah, think of it like, uh, you know, a, a birthday party or some sort of gathering where, you know, you've got a, a big group of your friends with this tour. Is, it's, it's typically two hours. And rather than just doing like a, you know, kind of a basic maybe pub crawl, bar crawl, this is a, a really cool way to be able to see certain aspects of your city, uh, you know, going around on this bike and you guys are all pedaling together and everyone's, you know, kind of got this common mission to, you know, pedal and get moving. So you're getting like this kind of fun, light exercise. It's something that's unique. You got a really cool atmosphere around you, and you're, then you're using that as a vehicle to go from you know from place to place. It's just a, a just a great way of of basically celebrating with a bunch of friends and adding that little light activity to it. And so, who created this vehicle? Like, who came up with building it or the concept of it? Another great question. Uh, so, what actually happened? Uh, this is uh, almost uh, 15 plus years ago in Amsterdam. Two brothers were um, at a bar and they had this conversation going. And in the town where they lived, they had this annual parade and, and they basically got dared or into a bet that they couldn't create a, a bike that held enough people where they could, you know, basically bike in this parade and all drink beer at the same time. And so the two brothers got together and they created this design on the back of a napkin for what's eventually going to be the pedal pub. And they, they created this design and actually built it. And they, and this bike that they built, you know, almost 17 years ago is actually still in operation today. And then that bike just morphed and got better and better and better. And that's where the initial design actually came from for the bike, how it actually got here in the United States. So pedal pub, our, you know, our company, we actually pioneered this party bike industry here in the United States. And uh, a little over 10 years ago, uh, the two founders of our company, you know, they, they were in the, uh, the craft beer industry. And there was an email exchange that was going around, and there was actually a picture of this of this bike on wheels that people were riding and, and you know, drinking beer. And uh, this craft beer community said, oh, my gosh, could you imagine if that, if that was here? And the, 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 our two founders uh, basically took it to the next level, jumped on a plane, went over to the Netherlands, met up with the, the manufacturers. And basically struck this exclusive deal for them to create uh, this bike for them. And they brought the first bike over here uh, 10 years ago. And, you know, in the last 10 years, we've grown to well over 50 different markets. We exclusively distribute the bike through all throughout North America. But, I mean, even now we're working on uh, things in, in Belize, in the U.K., uh, all throughout Mexico. I mean, it's it's been awesome. No, that's fascinating. I um, I had no idea how that sort of, you know, first uh vehicle for for the pedal pub was actually was actually created so that's interesting did now you said you've got over 50 locations a lot of are those uh licensed locations or are they all franchise locations okay yeah so here's here's kind of the, the backstory when we you know 10 years ago when the founders kind of launched the business they had the opportunity to go down the you know the franchising route but at the time the cost of actually turning a business into a franchise and the human resources it takes to actually get that off the ground uh was a little daunting to them at the time um, and so they actually started as a licensed model where, uh, you know, similar to a franchise, right, uh, where they would license out the um, kind of the operations of the business. They would distribute the bikes and then the operators, the licensees at the time would pay an annual uh, license fee. The only thing they weren't able to do in that license model is they weren't able to utilize the similar brand name. And when we saw the concept, you know, early on from our private equity standpoint, we thought that was, you know, one of the really the biggest disadvantages. You know, you've got at the time about 40 locations. 
were all operating under under different names. So each location had its own marketing budget. They were kind of creating their own system, their own company. And they're, I mean, realistically, I mean, they were all doing the same thing, but spending dollars to try to create it. And when we saw that, we realized if we franchise this and were to put this under a, a common name and a common umbrella, we could create so much more efficiency, um, especially from our marketing, from our PR, from our advertising standpoint. But we could also ensure that as customers, and you know, we service well over a million of them per year, those customers can ensure that they're going to have a, a somewhat of a similar experience in each location, but obviously vastly different because that city is going to provide different nuances you know, per city. And so that's, that's the reason uh, it started as a licensee. We've got about maybe 40 locations as licensees. And then just in the last year, we've got about another dozen or so that are our, our franchise now. And moving forward, uh, we don't sell licenses anymore. It's, it's all franchises. Okay, neat. So, so tell me, or, or tell the folks the the underlying model in terms of for a franchisee. So, somebody who's interested in pedal pub, somebody wants to know more about it, thinking they might want to open up one in their in their city. What are you guys looking for? What are the skills uh, that are required to be a pedal pub owner? At the end of the day, I think the person who's going to come in and be able to successfully open and operate this business. Um, this is going to be someone who's, a, who's definitely a go-getter. This is someone who um, has you know, maybe even started businesses before. They're, they've led large teams. Um, they're you know, in charge of, of opening new markets. Someone who is going to be able to get through the red tape. A couple of the biggest hurdles in the very beginning of opening any new market, um, you have to really work with you know, the city officials and work with city councils and work with uh, getting ordinances approved. So you're, you're putting this concept and this idea in front of multiple people and you're moving the ball down the field to get all the ordinances in place to actually be able to be up and operational. And so this person's got to be able to have that kind of you know gusto to be able to take an idea and then fight through the politics to make sure that it can happen. The good news there is that we've done it so many times and we've got the playbooks on exactly how to do it because there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to approach the politics. And we can definitely help guide that process and make it much more efficient. So that's there. Um, and the second part of it, you know, in, in this business, this really becomes a complete relationship business. You are establishing relationships with the local bars, the local restaurants, the distilleries. Uh, you're establishing relationships with the convention and visitor bureaus. And you, you have to be able to really like that social aspect of this business. All the people who are going to be, you know, working for you eventually, who are going to be piloting the bikes. I mean, this, this really becomes like um, this social experience. And if you've got that, you know, that gusto, that drive, that business acumen, you enjoy the social aspect of, of building a business. All those things, I think, are, are, are very, very important. Do you guys go year round, especially in climates where there's, you know, snow and in the wintertime? So let's take a lot of our northern markets. Um, you know, realistically, there's about seven months of operation because you're, you know, as soon as the, the super cold weather hits and the snow hits, the, the bikes are, are not operable. Uh, here in our Minneapolis location, we have 10 bikes. Um, and come about the end of October, the beginning of November, all 10 of our bikes will sit in our warehouse and they'll sit there all, you know, pretty much all winter long with the exception of there'll be a handful of, of like craft shows and food and wine shows that'll be out throughout the winter that will utilize our bikes there for props and things like that. But pretty much all of the revenue is actually created during those, during those seven months. And so when, I know you'd mentioned ordinances, I mean, are there special permits that you have to get? And I know it's based on cities, but uh, every city has sort of their own requirements, cities and states. But are there special permits, not only that you have to get uh, for the vehicle, but also special permits or licenses for the people operating the vehicle? You're, and Josh, you're absolutely right. It's, it's It really is different city by city. 
uh, fortunately, again, you know, at the time and place where we are in this business right now, the familiarity is definitely there to the point where we have a lot of cities who on a weekly basis are calling us. And, you know, they've got someone who submitted an application to the city for a new business. It happens to be in the party bike industry, and they're basically reaching out to us to ask questions about insurance and processes and systems and operations and other city ordinances. So it's really, really fortunate, you know, for us. Um, but each city is going to be different. And uh, another good factor is that we've written so many different ordinances into place that we've got just a, you know, a book full of them that we can use those to basically work with the cities to help them craft those ordinances so they work inside of their cities specifically. So turning a business into a franchise is a big undertaking. And then on top of it, when you take a business that's already under a licensing structure and now you convert it into a franchise structure, that's an even bigger undertaking. It, to the to the best of your ability, explain a little bit what that process has been like for Pedal Pub. Sure, twofold. The franchising process, we knew uh, even before the acquisition that if we were going to uh, dive into this company uh, headfirst, that we were for sure going to turn it into a franchise. Uh, we saw uh, the potential of a brand, and Pedal Pub has got such a great brand to it. It's you know, it's kind of like you know the, the, what Kleenex is to tissue. I mean, everyone refers to this industry already as Pedal Pub, and really it's the party bike industry and the experiential tourism sector. So we had a really, really good start. And, you know, the, the, the franchising model is really two parts. It's a lot of human capital that goes into it. Um, you know, I think our, our franchise disclosure document is closing in at about 180 pages deep. And to go through, you know, you've got some templates that are there, but I mean, realistically, you're, you're writing the entire thing. And so it takes just a lot of human capital to, to really go through that whole process. And the second part is the financial capital, which is, you know, which prohibits probably a lot of different companies from, from trying to franchise um, because it, it, you know, low mid six figures is a starting point for, for a franchise system. And it just kind of goes up from there, uh, depending on, you know, what kind of firm that you have. It, it, it's, it's very complicated. And so we put all that work in and it really took us about nine months to, to complete the process. Um, and but we did it because we knew that uh, at the end of the day it would have huge impacts, especially as it relates to you know when we go into a new city for the first time, and we come in as a as a franchised organization as opposed to you know just an independent. We actually have a lot more clout with that city because the city realizes how many hoops we had to go through to be able to make that process happen. So it's actually we believe it's going to give us a major major leg up in this entire you know industry. Now, on the other side of it, when we take, uh, you know, basically nine plus years of work that went into this license model, and then we go ahead and switch to a franchise model, uh, yeah, it's got, a, it's got a whole other set of, of complications because now we are, you know, essentially working with a group of 40 people uh, that have, you know, built a business from scratch, pretty much built it on the back of a napkin. They created their process, their systems, and now we're saying, well, we're over here, we're going to turn into a franchise. We'd love for you to convert to a franchise and come with us. And here's kind of the rules of engagement, but we understand if you don't. So that's a, a big process for us. And we knew that, you know, I would say the majority of our licensed network, we knew they weren't going to convert to a franchise just because of where they were um, in the workings of building their business. And that, and that was okay. Um, and so our goal really right now is really finding all the new locations and new areas where we are putting franchise locations. And then over time, what we feel will start to happen is we feel our brand and the value that we're bringing to the table as a whole, we'll start to see that more of those licensees will really start to see the value of what we're creating. So, you know, one of the interesting things is, you know, being on the side of 
having worked with businesses and you know do work with businesses that that become franchises and then helping them thereafter uh, one of the big issues or challenges is that you know you put so much as a business into becoming a franchise and then you become a franchise and you're like okay great now how do i go get franchisees i'm curious what has been the marketing strategy and the essentially the go-to-market strategy for once Pedal Pub became a franchise to now uh, grow the franchise system with good quality franchisees. So uh, coming into this position, uh, my background has been in uh, digital marketing, traditional media, advertising, and PR. And I've grown uh, three different firms, uh, grown them from you know zero to I think the largest one was about 50 employees. Um, and we've successfully uh, grown them and really understood that that marketing side of you know of, of uh, business growth. And coming into this thing, one of the one of the biggest things we did that I think has tremendous value and kind of our lead generation right now is we really work with what I'm going to tout as probably the best PR firm uh, that's specifically in this franchising arena. I think we work with one of the best. Uh, most sought after digital marketing agencies that again also works with about 2,000 different franchise uh, locations uh, throughout the United States and Canada. Um, and then we also have a local creative firm who I've worked with for a very long time. And we take all three of those components, you know, put together with what we're already building from a brand recognition standpoint. And I mean, we're, you know, there's not too many places you can go online without, you know, putting anything in related to pedal pub, party bikes, anywhere online that you're not going to find us. And I think that's a, a big reason for why we get, you know, I think over, the, over this last weekend, I think we had almost 50 leads that came in over the weekend. And this is from all new locations across the country for people who are really wanting more information. They've seen the bike. They've been on the bike. They saw the advertisements. They want to know how to get involved. And so for us, it's not really about trying to figure out how many leads we can get or trying to grow a market. We have more leads coming in than, than really we can handle. So I mean, we have some pretty kind of major qualifiers because it's, for, for us, it's really about finding the right partners. I think we've got an abundance of, of opportunity, but it's really narrowing it down to the right people, the right fit. That's going to work for all of us because once they sign that franchise agreement, we know we're going to be working with them for a very, very long time. And so we want to make sure it's the right fit. Do you guys have a strategy in terms of geographic locations that you're targeting over others? Absolutely. Uh, so right now, the you know the low-hanging fruit, if we look across the country, probably got about 70, maybe 70 to 100 different markets we've identified that we'll call low-hanging fruit. And these are markets that you know, maybe they've had a competitor there before that maybe they went out of business. One person tried to operate a bike, couldn't quite figure it out, but they already went through all the hoops of getting through to the city council. City council's already approved it. We've already got the ordinances in place. It just needs a good operator. It needs a good marketing, good support behind it. Um, so a lot of areas like that that we've identified, uh, I mean, we've got marketing in all of those areas, and that's where we're, we're, we're focused on for sure. So really, really large markets. I mean, we've got a couple, we've got our eye on a couple of big markets with a couple of deals that are, are just pending. This take a lot longer and we'll put a lot more time into them. So we definitely think there's some low hanging fruit and we're slowly peppering some of those larger markets as well. So before we end the interview, I, I don't want to do a couple of things before we end. I want to, I want to have you maybe talk about, you know, one of the biggest challenges that Pedal Pub has faced as it continues to grow because I think people learn through other people's challenges and struggles. And then to follow that up with, I'd love to hear about one of your biggest wins, you know, as a franchise or as a younger franchise now growing. So I guess we'd start with you know, what's a big challenge that Pedal Pub has faced in the marketplace in terms of trying to grow the franchise or anything related to the franchise structure? 
Sure. And I think there's, I would answer that, you know, in, in kind of two different ways. You know, one of our biggest challenges uh, actually is, you know, and has been, you know, the working between a licensed network and a franchise network. You know, it's caused its own set of complications where, you know, on one hand, we are trying to build and grow uh, the franchise model. But on the other hand, we are also trying to build, grow, support and show value for our licensed network. So for us internally, that becomes, a, you know, a pretty big challenge for us. Now, a challenge, you know, from an external standpoint is, is right now for sure working with city, uh, city officials and city governments. So, our, you know, getting ahead of that because we realize that one of the biggest challenges that anyone has in opening a market is really getting through that red tape and really working with the city to make uh, those ordinances uh, take place. And it can take months to get that process in place. And so one of the things that we started to do is we've, we've number one, proactively been working with governments and uh, really getting ahead of the curve. But two, we've also taken a lot of time to really work on who we are as a brand and what we want to focus on. And responsibility is for sure number one. Safety is, I would say, is number one. I mean, safety and responsibility kind of go hand in hand. And so we are working diligently on putting together safety and certification programs for all of our pilots and all of our operators. And these are programs that we want to be able to put in place that when we go to a city government, we can show them on how careful we're being as an organization to ensure the safety of all of our riders and all of our passengers. That's very, very important for us. So that's the challenge. And then we definitely have a solution in place that we're working on nonstop. I think your, your next line of question is, you know, really, what's, what, what are some of the biggest wins? Yeah, we always want to end. We, I want to end on a positive note. So what's yeah, the, what's the, what's the big win for you guys? I'll, I'll tell you this, and I'll, I'll say this has happened in the last couple of months. And I think this win to me, it's like like literally like the hairs on my arms are like standing up as I start to think about this. The amount of, of attention we're starting to get, even outside of the U.S., is starting to become overwhelming. We just put together a deal and closed on it about a month ago. Um, and we locked in with just this phenomenal group um, up in Canada. Very, very excited to be partnering with them. But they secured four provinces in Western Canada, 11 markets, and a 60-bike development schedule over the next three years. And so it's the, the, the real win there is that we are starting to build a framework, and we're starting to get the message out about what we're doing as a real and actual business. A lot of people, if you, and I'll even say myself, you know, I'm, I'm guilty for putting myself in this category. When I first saw this business and saw the bike roll down, I thought, oh, that's, that, that's cool. That's a, that's a cool novelty idea. Never did I really understand the economics behind this business and how, like, how huge this business can be. We, I mean, we have multiple, multiple, you know, mid-seven-figure type of businesses in our, you know, in, just in our network. And it's like, man, there's some serious, there's some powerful economics behind this business. And then when I start to get groups who are coming in, who are looking at this, coming from large PE firms, or they've got this, you know, huge backgrounds of, of investment and uh, business growth and strategy, and they've got teams of people who are willing to invest, you know, serious resources into growing and developing, you know, this 11 markets into Western Canada, and they've got this whole game plan. That is exciting. That is something that's like, man, we really do have something here. And more and more groups like that are really starting to get involved in what we're doing. And it's just a matter of time where this entire pedal pub industry is going to be much, much more institutionalized, much more mainstreamed, and much, much more commercial. And we're going to do it through much of those, those larger groups. That, to me, has been the biggest win that we're, you know, after just a year and a half of putting this effort into it, those are the kinds of groups that we're attracting to our opportunity. Well, I can just hear the excitement in your voice. And uh, so that's wonderful to hear. And thank you, Shane, for coming on today. What's a good contact information if somebody wants to speak to you more about Pedal Pub? What's a good way to reach you or to learn more about Pedal Pub itself? Easiest way, just go to Pedal Pub Party Bikes 
pedalpubpartybikes.com. Again, pedalpubpartybikes.com. Thank you so much, Shane. This has been fantastic. I look forward to, to reading about all your future successes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate it. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.